Johnson of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. While flying to Regan, where they plan to refuel their giant plane, Speed, Clint, and Carlos are caught in a Sahara sandstorm. Knowing full well the danger of landing in such a storm, Carlos begs Clint not to set the plane down in spite of their diminishing gas supply. But Clint, fearing that the wind will blow them off their course, and knowing that sooner or later they would have to make a forced landing, decides to take that chance while he still has some fuel left and makes the perilous landing. As the hours drag by, the swirling sand threatens to bury the plane, and the boys anxiously peer out of the half-covered windows, hoping against hope that the wind will die. Gosh, I never saw such a wind. And I hope we never see another one like it, Steve. You know one thing, though, Clint. We are lucky in that the wind veers at times. If it did not, <laughs> we would have one of those sand dunes over our plane long ago. Yeah, that's so. Looks weird the way they're shifting around out there. Looks like a big ocean, doesn't it? Yes, but in spite of the wind veering, Carlos, the sand is slowly burying us just the same. Our only hope is that the wind dies before we're completely covered. Look, the windows are already half covered. Yeah, when the wind goes, we shall have plenty of work. Don't worry about that. We'll have to clear away the sand wherever it has blown inside and do much digging on the outside. Well, I guess we're lucky at that. At least we're inside the plane. I sure hate to be outside in that sandstorm. How do caravans ever get through a wind like this, Carlos? Very often they don't, Speed. Whoever enters the Sahara is always gambling with death. The maddening thing about the situation is that it's only about an hour's flight between Adrar and Rigon. But a storm such as this stops time entirely. Oh, by the way, Clint, there is a short wave station at Rigon. In spite of the storm, perhaps you could get through to them and ask them to bring us fuel as soon as the wind dies. A short wave station? Indeed. Good. I'll go up and try to contact Rigon immediately. That is very good. We'll stay back here in the men's cabin so as not to be in your way. I'll let you know if I'm able to raise anything. Gosh, you think you'll be able to, Carlos? Been sorry. One would not think so, but after spending three years in Africa, I have begun to believe in miracles. Yeah. Gee, listen to that wind. Oh, do not think about it, Speed. As long as we can do nothing about it right now, what's the use of worrying? That's right. Gosh, Carlos, I'm sure going to miss you when we leave you with the Atlantean expedition and fly on alone to the Belgian Congo. I mean, if we ever reach the expedition. <laughs> we shall never fear, amigo. We cannot be very far away from it now. Unless it has moved since the last word Clint had from Chief Riley as to its location. They were digging in the desert between Adrar and Rigan, you know. In the Agidi sand dunes. One of the most desolate places in the world. They are to the west of us. Well, what is this place called, Carlos? I mean, where are we right now? I think we are on the Azure Plateau Street. If the wind hasn't blown all the Egyptian sand dunes over here or didn't toss us way off our course before Clint could land. Well, we're off our course, all right. The instruments show that. But when the wind dies, it won't take us long to get back on it. If our gas holds yeah, up. A very big if, but another bridge we could not cross until we come to its speed. Yeah. Carlos. See you, Miko. Did you know Barney? Barney Dunlap. Oh, I should say so. 
But I have not seen him for a long time. With me here in Africa and he in America. Well, he was with us in China and Tibet the last time he went after the octopus, you know. See, si, I know. And now he is in India with fever, no? Yeah. Sure hope he's getting along okay. What, what makes you think he is not? Nothing. Only we haven't heard anything about him since we left New York. <laughs> now, don't worry. Right now, he is much better off than we are, no matter how he is. Yeah. Hey, I thought you said not to worry. Uh, me? <laughs> I am not worried. This wind. <laughs> Pretty soon she blow herself away, and then we are as well off as Barney, no? <laughs> but not in a hospital, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Speed? <laughs> when you laugh at trouble, it goes away. <laughs> yeah, Clint? Have you got Ragon? No, I can't get anything. The storm has put our radio out of commission. Now we're really cut off from the world. What? Theos, what will happen next? Gosh, that's bad. If only we could get word back to Captain Andre. He knows where we were heading for. But he was going to wait for us to return before doing anything speed. Unless... Unless what, Clint? He knows the flight isn't long from Adra to Rigon and back again. If we haven't returned before nightfall, perhaps Andre will start looking for us. There is that chance. Yeah, it's a mighty long one, but at least we can start hoping... Company, attention! The sunset salute has been fired. Night is approaching. And still, the secret police have not returned from Brigand. Maybe they have decided to remain there for the night, Capitan. No. Monsieur Barlow was too anxious to return and see how the search for the octopus was progressing. I fear that they have had trouble somewhere. In Brigand, Capitan André. Oh, if I could only be sure of that, I would not worry. But something may have forced them to land in the desert between here and Brigand. That is not good. What do you want I got to do? Your orders, short. We shall wait another hour. If the plane of the secret police has not arrived by then, we shall go into the desert and search for that. <sighs> Gee, this is hot work. Even if it is night. For every spade full of sand, I dig away from the plane. Two slide back. Yeah. Might as well rest a while and get... No use using up too much strength while our water's so low. The heat sure evaporated most of it, didn't it? Yeah. I've never felt such heat as I have here in the Sahara. And this isn't the hottest season, Clint. <laughs> then it gets to be anywhere from 120 to 160 degrees in the sun. Wow. I hope we're not here in Africa when that season starts. <laughs> Nobody but natives travel on the desert at that time speed. But no use worrying about the heat. We have other things to think about now. Do you think you can get the plane in the air after we do dig her out, Clint? I don't know, frankly, Carlos. She's carrying a pretty heavy load, even without her quota of gas and water. Chief Riley stored everything we might possibly need in the hole. I'll say so. I was looking in one of them the other day, and you know what I found in there? To tell the truth, I don't know, Speed. Remember, I wasn't with you when you started this flight in New York. I found a lot of big safety pins, a whole flock of watches, and several boxes of pink perfume soap. <laughs> oh, bueno, bueno. 
good for Chief Riley. What's good about it? You'll never get me to use perfume soap. <laughs> well, the chief had very good reasons for giving us that cargo speed. What? Evidently, he knows Africa well, amigo. The things you have mentioned are most important in trading with the African natives once we get into the jungles. You mean somebody'd actually want that stuff? Want it? <laughs> One of those watches can buy a banana plantation. Huh? <laughs> and for pink perfume soap, Dios mio, the tribesmen will do anything for that. The safety pins they use for earrings... And empty tin cans, like those you are carrying, <laughs> will bring you in return anything you want. A necklace of leopard's teeth, carved ivory figures, anything you want. Wait until you get to the Belgian Congo. You will see. But what do they want with empty tin cans? They use them as ornaments. <laughs> Africans are born traders, Speedy. You and Clint will look like flying Santa Clauses to them. Well, I'd sure like to get some leopard's teeth and stuff like that to take home. Yeah, I'm more interested in octopus. Yeah, Gosh, looks kind of hopeless just now. Catching up with him, I mean. Oh, here, here. We don't want that kind of talk, Speed. Say, you must be hungry. Say, that's an idea. We haven't eaten anything for a long time, except sandwiches. How's about opening up some of those tin cans, Clint, and having a real feed as long as we can't do anything else? I could go for some corned beef hash. Yeah, we can't risk turning on the lights or building a fire out here on the sand, Speed. Well, why not? Too many tribesmen roam the Sahara at night. To be sure, we're out of the caravan paths, but the fire can be seen for miles by our rider. Particularly since we're situated on the crest of a sand dune. Well, fortunately for us. If we'd been at the foot of a sand dune when the wind died, we'd have even more sand to dig away. Funny how it went down at sunset. Does it always do that, Carlos? Oh, no. Sometimes a sandstorm lasts for three or more days, blowing continuously. This must have been restricted to a very small area. But violent storms are often like that. For instance, a dryer may not have known that there was a sandstorm between them and the gun. Yeah. Yes, they're not going to search for us after all. Oh, Dios, why be a pessimist? We still have the night ahead. But if Captain Andre doesn't reach us before that sun rises again, there won't be anything of us left to rescue. We'll just dry up and blow away. Well, I'm going in and bring out something for us to eat. After that, we'll start to dig again and, and try to get some sleep. I think we could all use some after what we've been through. I'll say so. Gee, feel this sand. It's still hot from the sun. <laughs> and you wanted hot food. Yeah. Guess I'll be thinking of nothing but ice water tomorrow. <laughs> See, but you will find little of it while you are going, amigo. Look at those stars up there. Boy, they're bright, and the moon's just like a big street lamp. Yeah, See, we are fortunate that the wind carried all the sand away. Sometimes it suddenly stops and leaves the sand in the air. Then one must breathe it until it settles. It's a very bad. I'll say so. I'm still Just breathing. Steve, Carlos, come into the plane quickly. Huh? What is it? I saw some shadows on a dune on the other side of the plane. Men? I don't know. It's quite a distance, and this moonlight is tricky. I want you to take a look, Carlos. At the same time, we want to be ready for a possible attack. Some of those marauding tribesmen you mentioned may have seen us in spite of our caution. Mm-hmm. All right, come on. Shut the door and lock it, Speed. What else could those shadows be if they weren't men? Jackals, hyenas, perhaps, though they stay near civilization as a rule. Where did you see them, Clint? Here, through this window. You see? They're moving towards us. Uh, if they are men, they are crawling on their stomachs. Get ready for an attack, amigos. I think we're in for more trouble. Mm-hmm. 